Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Getting Real with the Costas. We are so excited. This is our 12th episode. And if this is the very first time that you're tuning into one of these special episodes with my husband and I, we really just talk about all things business, life, relationships, success, happiness. We talk about all things and we wanted to call this series, this episode, getting real with the costs because we just want to get real with you guys. Like we want to share with you guys behind the scenes, how we process emotions, how we make decisions, how we run our businesses, like everything really just like behind the scenes. And, um, we've heard some really good feedback that you guys have been loving these episodes. So we're going to definitely keep them, them coming. And today episode number 12 which by the way, if you've not yet listened to the other 11 episodes, like definitely get your booty to listen to them because <laughs> we talked about some really incredible things. So definitely check those out to listen to them. Eh? Yes. Nice. Put your headphones right <laughs> into your butt. Oh God. <laughs> then we're going to have problems. <laughs> um, please do not do that. Um, but today for episode 12, we're going to really talk about logical and emotional decision-making or intuitive-based decision-making and how Andrew and I actually very differ in the way that we tend to make decisions. So I used to be a very indecisive person. I used to not trust myself. I used to take days and months to make a decision because I didn't trust myself. So I needed to think things over, make sure that I would be making the perfect, the right decision. I would ask other people what they thought. And I just had a really hard time with making decisions. And I'm sure many of you guys listening to my podcast, maybe I'm not sure about the listeners on Andrew's podcast, but for the people listening to my podcast, I know you guys are probably like perfectionists and especially when it comes to, you know, making decisions, it's always like, I want to make the right decision. That's why I need to take a long time to decide because it needs to be right. You know, I need to figure out what I want to eat when I go to the restaurant and I have to make the best choice. So that's why it takes me a really long time. Right. And I remember being in that place and just having almost like no intuition, I was definitely more logical. I'm like, okay, like, does this make sense versus the feeling? Um, But since healing my relationship with food and since just learning more about tapping into my intuition and learning how to feel, hear, honor, listen to my intuition, I've definitely been a more intuitive decision maker. Um, And it's so interesting because now I... I say that I get these like intuitive hits or like these, these, I call them like these pulls and it's so weird to to explain, but it's like a feeling that I get in my body. Like this is the right decision for me. And I think what really helped me get to this point of being more intuitive with my decision-making is really closing off the external world. Stop looking around of what everyone else is doing, stop trying to make the perfect decision. And instead really ask myself, what do I want? Right? Like what's going to feel good for me? I tuned the external world out. I stopped asking Andrew what he, you know, like, of course, when we make decisions, I'll still ask him like what he thinks and things like that. But even when it comes to like business decisions and things like that, I go by feeling like, how does this feel in my body? And I can't tell you how liberating this is honestly felt because I felt like there's not a wrong way to do things. When you, in my opinion, if you are so terrified of making a decision, it's because you want to make the perfect right decision. And that left me spending so long making a decision. And if it was quote unquote, the wrong decision, I'd be like beating myself up. But the reality is, is there's never going to be like this perfect, right decision. Like, even if it is not the best decision, you learn from it, you extract wisdom, you know what to do better next time. And it's so crazy to say like, I'm more of an intuitive person because if you would have told me that a few years ago, I'm like, that's some woo woo shit. I am not intuitive. 
I don't even have an intuition. Like at one point I literally thought I did not have an intuition because I couldn't hear anything. I couldn't feel anything. But the reason why is because I wasn't listening. I was turning to other people. I was looking at, you know, what are other business coaches doing? I was looking at what are, you know, other people eating or how are other people working out or, you know, how do other people live their life? And I never really got to understand what I wanted. So I'll definitely say like, I'm much more of an intuitive feeling this feels right type of person. And that's taken a long time to be honest, but we got here. hundred percent. I think in our relationship, you and I stand as opposites and it's kind of for a reason. Um, part of being intuitive also is, is being, um, emotional and by being emotional, it's like actually like accepting and taking in the emotions and trusting yourself that everything is going to be okay. Uh, and with that, it's like, I take kind of the polar opposite where everything that I do, and, and I've always been that type of person who's been just incredibly logical from, whether it was a mechanic when I was younger to even my transition between careers and jobs. Um, I always looked at the positives and the negatives. Um, I learned uh, really easy. And this is actually through my job as a crane operator that it's like, you don't need a hundred percent of the information to make a decision. Like there, there's a, th- a thing as being too informed, right? Like if you think about it, like, you know, if you only have 50% of the information, maybe it's not enough. You're left with a lot of doubts, you know, at like 60 to 70% of the information, you have everything you need. Like you don't need the minute details. You don't need every stepping stone on the how you have enough really for you to be able to say, okay, this makes sense or it doesn't make sense. So I I learned um, when I was uh, young that you, you have to, at some point, make sure that it it makes sense in that area. Right. Mm Um, you know, it's interesting because when you talk about the, the intuition, like even when we were talked, uh, when we were at the studio, right. Um, you were always very intuitive. Like you knew almost from the very beginning, uh, of having the studio that like you wanted to be an online coach and that you wanted yeah. to change people's lives in that way. And it's funny cause I knew it too. But it was like, like you knew it for we, me or you knew it for yourself. No, I, no, I knew that that's what you wanted, right? Oh, like I at, think at I the, was very, very clear beginning. with like my body language. A hundred percent. Right. And um, I, I definitely believe that you followed the studio because it was my, my thing. And you were like, I'm going to support you a hundred percent. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I knew that that's like, you wanted such a huge online coach piece and you, yeah. and you were so in, involved into that. Um, and there were times where, I I think, you know, I always used to say I was super logical because that's what I felt what was needed. Mm -hmm. And what I was confusing logic with is like, it's okay to be logical or it's okay to be intuitive. What you don't want to be is you don't want to make actions out of desperation and you don't want to take struggled action. So like urgent action or operating out of that sense of fear or that sense of lack that's not logical and it's also not intuitive it's just straight raw fear and that is what I used to confuse as being logical because Mm -hmm. the times where I was logical and I did do it right like it's so interesting because you know for example when we started the studio right Mm -hmm. Lorna and I were training at this, this uh, center and they had kind of contracted me to, to do uh, work with some of the male clients because Lorna was doing the classes and such. And when we were looking at how many people we were bringing into that facility, when we were looking at how many people we signed up, we were like, we're giving all of our clients away to this place when we could build the place. And logically speaking, that made sense for us. It was like, we're bringing all the people here. We're building the community here. Why on earth are we then outsourcing everything else to this place that we were contract for, right? That was ultimately our decision to start up our own place. And that made sense because in doing the numbers and saying, this is how many people that we bring in and bring out, it, it didn't make sense to work for somebody else at that point. Right. Yeah. And that, and that's what essentially transitioned us into, into business owners. Right mm-hmm. now with that, it meant that I had to uh, give up a job, a job that made a lot of money. Like yeah. as a crane operator, even as an apprentice coming, just coming out of school and being certified, 
I was at 110 to 120,000 a year, depending on how much overtime I made. And with someone, you know, I think it was like 25, 26, like, or yeah, 24, 25, actually, that's a lot of money for a 24 and 25 year old. Right. And a lot of people who didn't understand the potential of how much our business can make, Mm -hmm. they were like, you're not thinking like you're, you're really stupid for leaving this job. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But me and Lorna, we saw the potentials long-term of owning a business of the financial freedom of the flexibility. And the fact that like you're capped at how many hours that you work when you work for someone else. Yeah. So logically speaking, it made the most sense for us to make that transition into our own place and to build our own business. Yeah. I think there needs to obviously like a, be a, a, be like a balance of, being logical and also feeling that like pull inside of your body. Because Mm -hmm. I remember actually when we were at the studio and I wanted to start my online business and like, yeah, I was working with like a few clients. Um, but I remember like hearing about this, this coach that coached like other health professionals. And I remember like getting on the phone with the team And I was like, so ready to like blow this online business up. Like I was just so ready and things like that. And I remember him telling me that like the investment was going to be like $6,000 USD uh, for 12 weeks. And like, that was like, that was like the main startup program. And I didn't really have like any client, like I had, like I said, a few clients at the time, but like I was not making $6,000 a month on in my online coaching business on day one. So it, and we literally just spent so much money for the fitness studio and putting everything together to just get like equipment in the door lights. Was that like like 50,000 or something? No, it was, it was, we spent 35,000 because I'm a loser with numbers. Yeah. (laughs) We spent 35,000 on the build out. We spent another 12,000 in marketing. And then uh, also because I had the mobile, because I was yeah. doing the mobile coaching as well too. Yeah. Uh, in that car, there was like fifty five hundred dollars worth of equipment that was yeah. there. So I mean, by the time you add everything up, we were like probably two or three thousand dollars under fifty thousand. Yeah. And that was just to like get the door open. Like that wasn't yeah. even like people weren't even paying us yet at that point, and and we had spent all of that. Yeah. So I mean, we were doing obviously our grand opening like March first, but we were like planning this like months month before, like you have to open up the fills. We had a, we had to, um, uh, take out the floors. We had to like renovate the whole freaking place. Right. So anyways, I'm on the phone and I remember actually, like, I was like crying on the phone with this guy because I'm like, I so badly want to do this, but like it, like literally it does not make financial sense right now. Like we literally just spent $50,000 and like whatever. And I, I remember like being so sad because I'm like, I feel that I'm meant for more. Like, I can't wait to grow this business and make such a huge impact. Like, I'm like, I need to figure this out. So literally, I feel like it was like, I don't know, maybe like two weeks after that, I literally landed my first client who paid me $1,500 for three months. And I was literally, I messaged this person back and I was like, you know, I, I don't know if I did a payment plan. It was, it was, a I think it was a payment plan. plan. Yeah. But anyways, I was like, okay, like I got paid, like, let's go, like, let's do this. And again, like, this is the balance of logical and being intuitive. I knew that I was going to do this. It's not like, oh, well, sorry, I can't do that. Well, I guess I'm just not going to build a business. Like, I'm like, no, I'm obviously going to build a business, like an online business. I know I'm going to reach so many people. Like, I'm not going to give up my dream because it doesn't make logical sense right now. Just maybe not right this minute. And, you know, some people will wait months and I literally waited like, I think a week and I'm like, okay, let's go. Um, Mm -hmm. But that was like mixing logic with also that intuitive pull of like, no, I'm still going to do this. Right. So you have to really understand as well too, like, it, are you saying no out of fear or are you saying no, because it literally just does not, does not make sense. Right. I think for a lot of people, they let fear get in the way from making decisions. I have, you know, I have people messaging me like, 
I even have a a podcast episode on this, but you know, I'm so ready. Like I'm so ready to change. Like I'm ready for support, but like, I'm scared. I'm terrified. And a lot of people will say like, I thought it was like the money, but like, no, I actually have the money. I'm just letting fear get in the way. Right. So you really have to understand like the difference. Like for me, when I think about something that's like terrifying, but I also know that I'm meant to do it. There's also excitement. There's also like, Ooh, like, Oh my gosh, I'm so fucking scared. But like, I'm so excited at the same time. Like there's that. And then when I know something is not meant for me, it's like this contraction in my heart. Like, I feel like, like I like my, like my shoulders sink in, like my heart feels heavy and I'm like, no. Right. So you really have to ask yourself, is this a fear based? No. Or is this like a heck freaking no, like this is not in alignment because those are also two different things. Like if something, if you don't resonate with the way somebody is, let's say talking about their coaching or their philosophy and you're like, no, like I don't agree with that. It's like, it's an easy, like, no, but if you know, like I meant to do this and I'm, I'm like so ready, but I'm just terrified. It's like, you might be going back and forth in your mind. Your mind might convince you like of these things. And like, that is typically a fear based. No. When I find when you use intuition and you use it properly, pieces fall into place like dominoes. Mm -hmm. And that's how you know that the alignment and everything that you're doing is in the right way. So like, you know, about halfway through the studio, we had we were, I was doing in-home training. So our business was actually split into two. I would train people in their house, like literally go to their houses, clean out their fridges, work out with them. Like it it was, it was insane when I think about it and in having the studio and in having that business where we worked in person and inside someone's home, I knew about four months in intuitively that like, this working in someone's home like this is not scalable. It's not realistic for me. It didn't make sense. And it wasn't something that lit me up. And I still loved coaching the people and the people were phenomenal, but I made the decisions that, listen, if you cannot come to the, the facility, we have to change the way that our coaching operates because from it, from an intuition, it was no longer in alignment with me. And logically speaking, it didn't make sense. I couldn't control the drive times going back and forth to people's houses. So I had to book in wild different things. There was time for setup. I needed also time to eat. Sometimes let's say I'm driving halfway to someone's house and someone calls and is like, Oh, actually I can't do this session. It didn't make any sense. And yet a lot of people, sometimes they allow their egos to say like, Oh, but I can make this work. And it's like, you actually don't have to force yourself to do something that's in alignment with you, right? Like the only time you should be making something work is like Lorna said, something that excites you, something Mm -hmm. that you look forward to, something that's in alignment with you. If it's not in alignment, it's okay to say, you know what? I tried it and that doesn't make sense for me and make Mm -hmm. that transition. So that was the first, uh, you know, piece that, that made us make the, uh, the switch, right? Uh, and then, of course, COVID hit. And when COVID hit our facility, we were at the three highest months in our business. Our business was was tuned in. It was dialed up. And then a choice came. And we were watching other facilities one by one in the States closing down yeah. the struggles that they were having. And Lorna, again, we were talking about more and more about feeling this intuitive pull with the online coaching. And at that point, she had like, I think it was like 20 or 30% of our clients were, were online. Yeah. So we still had a lot of people at the studio, but she was like, listen, like I'm feeling this pull. We can do this 100% online. And first thing that I do, which is what I always do for both of us is if she's like, hey, I believe we can do this. I always look and I'm like, how can we do this? And that's, and that's always a big question, which really helps in, in terms of how to use logic with intuitiveness is I looked and I was like, okay, if we no longer have a facility space, can we get the software to put people online? 
Can we coach people this way? How is it going to affect our price points? And ultimately, is it going to cost us money or is it going to save us money to make that transition? And all of it, again, that 60 to 70% info, I didn't have 100% of what I needed, mm -hmm. but I knew by running the numbers that ultimately it made sense. Yeah. It made sense for us to do that because if we had to hold that space for, a, uh, I was thinking at that point, six months. I was like, if we have to hold this space for six months and pay rent, we're going to lose money for the year. Thank it was the slowest moving bullet we've ever yeah. dodged. Thank goodness we didn't because we had friends who had facilities who had to take second mortgages out on their house, yeah. who lost everything, who had to uh, claim bankruptcy because their business fell under because they didn't anticipate and they were were so um, you know, they let their ego get a hold of them and say, no, we can push through, we can force this when it just didn't make sense. Yeah. You know, so our ability to, to change and follow that in intuitiveness is essentially what made us the online coaches that we are now mm -hmm. and what really helped us live the lives that we want. So, like everyone through COVID, and I actually felt like kind of bad because like we'd have conversations with like our friends and stuff. And they're like, oh man, we're struggling. We're going through And like, not to say that COVID wasn't a challenge for us. It was, but financially it didn't destroy us. Like it hurt some of our friends. Mm -hmm. Like some of our friends literally like, I don't know, they had like negative zero, like a percentage of nothing is nothing. And that's, that's what they went down to. And it was, it was hard to hear that because they weren't willing to choose. They weren't willing to make the decision to say, am I going to change direction or am I going to stay? They played, which is what everyone plays, is the wait and see game. The wait and see game in your life is never a game that's in your favor. If you're playing wait and see with your health, oh, I'm just going to hold off. Maybe it's going to get better by itself. Or you're playing it with your career. Oh, I'm just going to stay in this position. Maybe one day they'll notice me. Nothing will ever happen. Like it, it you won't change. You're going to be in the same spot. Yeah. And that's because you're not taking initiative. You have to be the one to decide things in your life. Otherwise, things will get chosen for you. And newsflash anything that's chosen for you nine times out of ten it's not going your way and it's, it's, it's being chosen by someone else it's so interesting you said that because so before our fitness studio I was working at a gym and I felt like things were so good like this was like such it was like a good gym in terms of like the equipment it was like brand new and things like that but nobody knew about the gym like there was no marketing like nobody knew how to run the, run the place, but anyways, we're not going to go too much into that. Um, but anyways, like I was there basically every single day and I'm like, this is so amazing. Like I literally get a workout on my shifts. Like I'm like working front desk. Nobody ever comes in. So I'm like, I'm like doing online fitness plans for my, my clients at the time. Like this was like, you know, obviously like 2017 or whatever. Um, I was like working out on my shift and I was like editing YouTube videos. I was filming YouTube videos, filming my, my, filming my workouts. <laughs> um, and I'm like, this is so good. And I was literally getting paid, uh, for my class. It was like $20, you know, per, per hour or whatever. And again, like that was like pretty good. Like, I'm like, that was like decent. Right. So in my mind, I'm like, it didn't logically make sense for me to go find something else. Like, I'm like, I'm comfortable here. Like, that's fine. Right. But I remember Andrew telling me like, you know, like you, like you have so much more, um, like knowledge and you have so much more within you that like, you can be using that to help more people instead of just like, you know, like spending time, like just at the front desk or like, you know, just filming these videos or whatever the case may be. Right. And I'm like, it makes like logical sense, sense to just stay here because like things are good. Like things are working. Like I have a job. I have fun. Like I like what I do, but again, it's like, there's always bigger things available for you. Um, and you can't be afraid to step out of that comfort zone and get out of sometimes like but it makes logical sense for me to stay. Like so many people will be like in a relationship or even in a career. And it's like, I'm so stressed out, but it doesn't make logical sense for me to leave because of X, Y, and Z thing. And it's like, well, like, what that's are you feeling honestly, in your heart? That's honestly tragic. Yeah. If you stay with someone just because you're like, 
will they pay the bills like yeah it blows my mind or even like like a career right like I'm so stressed out like my mental health is being impacted but I mean at least the money is good at least the money is good or (laughs) you know at least like you know I don't have to work on the weekends or whatever the case may be and it's like it's never worth it um now you know what I will say to that whenever we have conversations and we say that to people people immediately shoot back and they're like and they're like well you know it uh not everybody can be self-employed or not everybody can can do this and it's like people I think you become so accustomed to just accepting the way that things are Mm -hmm. that like you like when Lorna said you know uh, earlier in this the, the the episode like I I can't even hear my intuition like when you just put your intuition in a box and you tape it up and then it's not making any noise and you're doing something like how many people or how many friends or family members do you know who it's, it's almost generational. They come from friends and family members who literally, they don't, they don't seek opportunity. They don't, they don't challenge what, what the, the, the rules are or what's possible. And when you get into that mindset, you just become accustomed to your like, this is the way it is, you know, and people don't know anything else. And if you don't know anything else, then when someone's like, Oh, why don't you just do this? You're like, that sounds stupid. Like Like, that's that's crazy. I can't do that. Like there's no way. Right. But that's exactly why you always have to listen to your intuition on top of the, the, the emotions and the, the um, uh, logic side. And what everyone else is saying, because again, like, like, like everyone in my family, like my, my parents, like my mom was a teacher, my dad, um, did stuff for like making parts of the airplane or whatever. And it was like, nobody I that I, you, no idea what uh, whatever, cause he's retired now. So he's like, whatever. So <laughs> okay. He literally just retired guys. Um, it's fine. It doesn't he's, matter. He's an airplane engineer. That's, that's what he okay. Did. He's something. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he flies an airplane. No, I'm joking. No, he doesn't. <laughs> definitely not airplane. that. Um, <laughs> But it's like, if you, if you just look to see what everyone else is doing, then that's what you, that's what you're going to do. Like, that's what you know. Right. And I always say this, but honestly, like I, like when I was in school for health and fitness and we were learning about starting a business and I'm like, I didn't even pay attention in that class, to be honest with you. Cause I'm like, there's no way I'm going to start my own business. Like I never wanted to be like a business owner. Cause I'm like, I want to help people. I don't want to be a business person. Like I want to help people with their health and fitness. And now obviously relationship with food, but I want to help people. Like, I don't want to be sitting at a desk, like being a business owner. I'm like, it's totally like not me. Um, but then when you started, you know, obviously wanting to like start our own business and things like that. And I was like, Oh wow. Like this is possible. And I started learning about like the online industry and like, wow, like there's so much potential. Like there's so many possibilities here, but like, if you're not exposed to that, if you're just, if you would just have parents who have a standard nine to five, which is nothing wrong with that, but like, you might just be like, Oh, that's what I'm supposed to do. Just like, you know, from, from, uh, high school to university, right? Like if I knew what I knew now, like, I don't even know if I would go to university, I would probably just start a freaking business and like help people. Like, you know what I'm saying? But when you see what other people are doing, you just believe that that's the way that's supposed to be like, Oh, work is supposed to be exhausting. Like we were talking to some family members, you know, a few weeks ago and they're like, I have to like double check with my boss to like, make sure that I can go on this vacation and, Oh, it sucks so much. But like, I mean, it pays the bills and I'm like, and and I think that the hardest part about it is, is like there were younger family members there and they were basically like, the story was like, just, just make it to retirement and then retire as early as possible. And I was like, me and Lorna love what we do. We're probably never going to retire. Mm-hmm. And that's actually okay with us. Like we, if you like what you do every single day, you don't have to retire from it. And, a, and an important thing is like, like Lorna said, we are not knocking nine to five. Yeah. We know people who absolutely love their job. I don't care what it is. If you want to be a, a manager at a, a Walmart or you want to be the best Starbucks employee or something, as long as you love it and that's mm-hmm. your dream, go for it. 
But if for some reason you're just settling either because you're scared or you're not like you're in this apathetic state where you don't want to change, that's like, you're not reaching your full potential. Right. And for us working for ourselves was how we reached our full potential because that allowed us to control a lot more circumstances around our life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think those are just like really important points. Um, how about this one? Uh, mm. we, we're just trying to figure out what to talk about. Next. <laughs> um, we, so I actually, we have so many things on this because me and Lorna are always like, we are yin and yang. And I told her, we should, wait, we should who's do no. A, oh my huh? gosh. You got what with our tenant. That's all I'm thinking about now. Oh my, well, yeah, that's, <laughs> we have that's another... yin upstairs and we have yang downstairs. We should probably not say anything. Cause I, I'm always like fearful of like somebody no, like, no, no, I mean, there's no legal thing. And, and look here, here's the, like, we'll give you the logic behind this. Like there's, there's no secret, right. It's, it's, it's being like the, sometimes you make decisions and you you don't understand 100% of what the outcome could be, right? We bought a rental property. We know we would be dealing with people. Sometimes people are good. Sometimes people are not so great. We're so fortunate that we have tenants and one's good and one's not so great. One's a yin, one's a yang. So when you said we're yin and yang, I'm like, wait, which one's the, which one's the no, psycho? Like, like what, it, what it means is like we're, we're opposites, I right? And, but the thing is though, is like, I'm truly grateful for that because it allows me to fully experience the, the entire operation. And that's why we, we got into that is because we wanted to see that, that entire operation. Right. Yeah. But, but we approach it. I mean, you and I could approach it completely differently. Right. Like I'm the very like step-by-step process. Like this makes to... logical sense for me. Like mm-hmm. I'm always like, I know you obviously have a big heart, but I'm definitely more like emotional. So I'm just like, I feel so bad or like, you know, like, whatever. But again, like sometimes you do have to be like, what makes logical sense here? Like, well, so initially, right. We were going to buy a place in Costa Rica. Oh my gosh. You guys, we were not thinking it was, there was no logic there. So so that's, here's the thing. There was no logic and there was also no like intuitive, like what happened was, I don't know how this happened. Somehow we, someone said Costa Rica and then we said tamarindo and then what we thought and here's another interesting thing too sometimes things appear that look like intuition which is why it's so important to listen yeah people kept saying the word tamarindo over and costa over rica again all the in time costa rica yeah and then we thought that it was some poll that we had to it go was and a buy sign. a place there we have to go buy a place yeah so <laughs> literally we got to this point where we were speaking to realtors over there we were looking at properties and then all of the sudden we start realizing the actual steps. And this is where you have to sometimes use some logic. Yeah. The actual steps involved. Like it would take us a year and a half for us to even see if we got approved for a mortgage there. How would we get the money there? Like there were so many other steps that were just not possible with where we were. Yeah. And ultimately we were like, this doesn't make any sense. How can we go to a country we've never been to before, by the way, pick a random <laughs> spot buy a place and do that all in six weeks. We literally thought we were going to hop on a plane and in six weeks, we were going to go there for the first time, find a place, do the mortgage, do the paperwork, get a lawyer, get a lawyer from here. Like we were literally batshit fucking crazy. It didn't didn't make any sense. Yeah. None of the pieces added up. Financially, uh, they don't give um, mortgages to Canadians. So literally we'd have to get all the, the money upfront in cash, which also made no sense. So like none of it made any sense. So after we looked and saw all the pieces, me and Lorna sat down and I remember you saying like, why even Costa Rica? Like we've never even been there. And I was like, I straight up don't know. Like it was one of those things where we got swept up yeah. and then we were like, this doesn't make sense for us. Yeah. So this is when we started looking and we ended up choosing the rental property and when we picked our spot, it made a hundred percent sense. I was like having people solid investment for, for it, like even the price point, everything we picked the perfect house, Yeah, perfect house came in, needed the perfect amount of work to it. Even the realtor was like, Hey, you guys should go and, and put 30 or 40,000 more than what the offer was. We said, nope, this is our perfect number. And all of it literally fell like dominoes yeah. to the point where 
was it winter or when was it? It was December. It was December of 2022. Yeah, it was December. It was like a cold night. We were just chilling on the couch, casual. We put in the offer. There was no expectations. We We were just chilling, hanging out. And then the realtor just casually sends us a message. Just like calls you. Yeah. And then he's like, man, like your offer, like, I don't know how you guys did it, but like you, you got the spot. And I just turned to Lauren and I was like, holy shit. We have a rental property and we're like, what? Right. And that's where like our intuitiveness really shined because it was like, it felt right. It felt right. But there was also no pressure. 100%. So that's something else that's really important as well, too. Like if there's like, there needs to be like this surrendering, right? So when you know that something is meant for you, you don't have to try to control it. You don't have to try to be like, oh, like I have to like, I'm so desperate. Like it has to work. We were literally sitting on the couch watching a movie or playing Nintendo or literally something. It was like Mm -hmm. December. We're just chilling. And we're like, yeah, we put in the offer. Like, I don't know, like whatever. We'll see. Right like surrender trust if it's meant to be it's meant to be like that was literally me i didn't even go see this place i'm like if it's meant to be yeah. we're gonna Lauren buy the place never saw it i was the one who went to all yeah. those spots <laughs> so i'm like if it's meant to be it's meant to be and then we got that call and i was like well clearly it's meant to be right so it's just so interesting um how like things will always work out in your favor like if it's meant to be and you, and you and it feels right for you right now with that being said there are many times where sure things might feel right and then you make that decision and then it isn't the right decision but that is okay like i would rather follow my intuition follow my gut follow that feeling and make a decision than wait five years and be like, I'm waiting for the perfect opportunity because in five years you're going to go by and you're not going to grow. You're not going to evolve. You're not going to like, imagine if we waited, you know, like imagine if we waited, like it would be 10 times more expensive yeah. and, and the mistake would have been even more devastating yeah. if it didn't work. You know? um, so that's, that's a huge, a huge piece. Yeah. Like, I, I think the, like, even when it comes to coaching, for example, right? So Lorna and I have, have worked with tons of, of coaches, whether it's been coaches for personal health, whether it's been business coaches, you know, a, a part of being a coach is like, you, you truly have to believe in self-development and self-care, right? Like coaches who don't use coaches or coaches who have never had coaches, they like, it, it's weird to me because if I believe in self-care and I believe in growth, I should always be growing. You know, so we've worked with tons of coaches in the past and, you know, a lot of those coaches were chosen based off of, in, into, you know, the, the feeling. And then also like, you know, what the, well, I mean, I guess we chose them differently for me when I chose my coaches, I was like, this person feels right to work with and the objective or the key that I'm missing, they possess. And that's literally like all I need to, to know. Right. Yeah. Versus I think you, who's more like, well, I want to like feel it in my bones. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so funny. Cause like I found this one coach, um, that I've been following like a business coach and she would always say some, like, she would always say like, you know, feel this feeling full, feel this pull and things like that. And again, like I was being more intuitive and things like that. And this person just like activated me. Like this person just inspired me to like grow my business, like beyond, beyond words. Like, I, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it, but like, it just felt right. And things were going well in my business in 2022, but I saw this person like post on their stories that like, there's a special one-on-one opportunity. And I was like, I know this coach is like, she's like a multi eight figure earner. So like, I know that it's not going to cost like $5 to work with her. Like, I know this is going to be like a big investment, but I was like, oh, okay. Like, like, what is this offer? And I remember she sent a message back and she's like, it's, you know, two months of private coaching and it's $47,000. And I was like, okay. All right. And like my first gut instinct was like, holy shit, like for wait, two months, I get three, like three calls. Right. Um, but I was like, I feel it. I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to ask Andrew or how I don't know how I'm not, I don't know how I'm going to have this conversation, but like, I just feel that like, I need to do this. Like, I know she's the person that I want to work with. I know that I am like beyond ready to build an even bigger business than what I have right now. I'm like, it just feels right. 
Does it make financial logical sense to literally invest $47,000 for two months and literally three calls? No, but what I've learned is that coaching is not about the number of calls. It's not about how many, how many minutes are we going to be talking? How many calls do we get? How long is the program? It's not about that. It's about, I feel that this person is the right person from me. I want to learn from her, right? So I could have easily been like, no, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to find somebody cheaper and it wouldn't activate me. It wouldn't feel good. And then I probably would have ended up hiring the coach that I wanted to work with anyways. So I remember telling Andrew and I'm like, so, um, there's a, there's an offer and, um, there's a coach and it's $47,000 for two months. And of course, you know, he's like always so supportive and he's like, okay, let's figure out how we can make this work. Like, that's always like what you say. Right. So, so there was, there was essentially two things with this, this coach, right? She had a year long thing, which, which was a different style of, of operation. And then she had this offer right now. I know, I know three things to be universally true, right? Lorna gets what she wants. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I know number one, like when, when the, like, I know when Lorna says like, this is going to help or it's going to benefit, like she has a track record. Like that's a hundred percent true. That's number one. Right. Number two, I also know as well too, that like, if, if, like I value speed and I value like one-on-one and personalized support. Mm -hmm. And I also knew that like, even if Lorna had gone the way of working inside the group, she would have inevitably worked with this person one-on-one anyways, Mm -hmm. because that was what the true value was. And then I also knew at the end of the day that this person had a track record of success, right? In my mind, those three things were the only things that I was like, well, we'll figure out a way to do it. Right. And, and again, it's not a small investment, but you know what, at the end of the day, it, I, I believe it's, it's what it, you know, catapulted your business, especially for, for this year. And it made a huge impact in terms of even the way that we look at coaching, which is huge. Again, like I used to be that person of like, how many calls are there? Like what times are the calls? And like, I don't even worry about that anymore. I'm like, this person activates me. I want to learn from this person. Like I just feel it. And I knew that if I didn't do this, like it would feel off. And maybe right now, like you have a coach in mind that you want to work with and you can't stop thinking about them or you can't stop listening to their podcast or like you so badly want to work with them. Right. It's like you follow that feeling. Like don't just go for a cheaper coach or don't go for a a different coach that you don't really want to work with because you're not going to get that same excitement and that same like activation if you were to actually choose the coach that really does that for you. Right. And so something else that I want to say was this was two months of coaching, right? My mentality used to always be like, I have to get like a return on investment. Like it better be like worth it type of thing. But what I've learned is that what I learn in coaching containers, and I tell my clients this all the time too, what you learn is going to change like the rest of your life. So within those two months, like, yes, I was learning a lot. Like I learned even more about like my intuition, which is crazy from like a business coach. Um, I learned more about my intuition and doing things my way and what feels right and letting go of like the rules of what's right and what you're supposed to do because this coach followed her intuition. Like she wasn't like, Oh, you have to do step one, two, three. It's like what feels right for you type of thing. Right. And I'm reaping rewards still to this day. It's August 4th at the time that we're recording this 2023. And I worked with her in September. And I am reaping the rewards like even now, right? So also too, sometimes it's like the return on investment goes way beyond the length of the program. And I have so many of our clients tell us like, it's not just about like a four month program. It's about like utilizing those tools for like the rest of your life. Like that is invaluable. This coach is like a a multi eight figure earner. Like she had a million dollar month. You know, like I'm not expecting to pay $5 to learn from her. So if you're learning from somebody who's been free or who's a hormone coach or whoever, and they're an expert in that, it's like, of course, like they have, they have invested in coaches. They have learned, they have gone through trial and error, and now they have a process that works and they're sharing that with you and they're sharing their time. Like, of course, it's going to be an investment, right? And 
I think the the biggest thing that I saw in change you mm-hmm. upon hiring that coach was you you had an internal confirmation, right? Yeah. And that's really, really important is like, oftentimes people are like, I want like the newest tool or I want this type of thing. Mm. And, and oftentimes what benefits you from coaching, what you see is, is you get either internal validation, confirmation, you gain confidence. It's a change of headspace and a change of mindset. Yeah. Right. And I mean, one of the biggest things that every single person can, can realize with any type of information, you never lose information. Like, and this is, this isn't anything in old jobs that you've done in positions that you've held in courses that you've taken. If you truly interested in it and you're actually taking the time to learn that stuff, like Lorna says, truly never goes away. Like classic example. Like I, I literally, it was like what two, no, literally yesterday, yesterday morning. Right. I'm not, I haven't been a mechanic for years. Right. Come out of my business meeting, this guy, he can't get his tire off his car. And I was like, man, this is so easy. And I swapped this thing and put a spare on and just didn't even think about it. It was like, took me five seconds. Right. Mm -hmm. That like that, like I don't have to depend on someone anymore. Right. Like whenever I see things or like I I have a knowledge of cars that I'll have for the rest of my life. I have a knowledge of building buildings that I'll have for the rest of my life, which really helped us with our new build and finding problems and stuff so like you never lose the information as long as it's something that you really really want to learn and to and to change so this is why sometimes it's hard to define what the true cost is of something yeah you know and oftentimes especially now i feel like in this world we're looking for like super fast super cheap so like you know, you're like, oh, it's like paint on a wall. Like, can you do it for 50 bucks? Can you do it for 30 bucks? When really you're like, well, what is the end objective? What am I looking for? You know, am I looking for an experience? Am I looking for, you know, this person's going to come in. It's going to be great to work with them. They're very communicative. They teach me the things that make me feel at ease. Mm -hmm. Or is it like, do I just want paint on a wall? Right. And that's totally different. So totally different experience. And it's and you can't you can't quantify a price on that. And, you know, I think it's really important too of like, what are you looking for inside of the container? Right. Like this person that I hired and we're not going to keep talking about this, but just one thing here is like this person that I hired, like she had a million dollar month. But like I am not expecting to pay her and then all of a sudden have a million dollar month. Like it doesn't also work that way. So if you're hiring somebody like a binge eating coach or somebody who has like, you know, Andrew, like a hormone coach or whatever the case may be, like you can't expect to have their results in a month just because you're learning from them. Like, of course you're going to, you know, you, you can get there and things like that. But I think also like the intentions of like, you know, why you're in that container, like why you want to learn from that person. I also think it's like very important, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So 100%. Um, I think that's it. Like, I think we talked about quite a lot. I mean, obviously there's so many other things like. Um, we could, we could say a million examples, but the reality is, is I think everyone has this, in, uh, this uh, natural draw to either being logical or being emotional, but every single person on the face of this earth can train their intuition. I was you just going to say that it, because see, we're I feel sync. like you guys, I'm so proud of Andrew because he is still a very, you're still very logical and we need that. You have to do that. Right. And sometimes it annoys the shit out of me because I remember when I was like, you know, asking about like this, like talking about this coach and stuff. And he's like, let me pull up the calculator. And I'm like, no, like just, just say yes. Like it feels right. Like, let's just go. Right. <laughs> um, um, but he has actually been, you've been doing like a lot of work on like yourself and your personal development. And I've seen you trust your intuition a lot more. And that's so exciting because again, we all have this intuition. You can all feel like it's there, even if you don't feel it or you can't hear it, like it's there. So maybe you just got to stop like asking for second opinions or looking at what everyone else is doing and just get really like honest with yourself and like what feels right for me, what feels really good for me. Because when you trust your intuition, like you're going to live such an incredible life that feels good for you, not what feels good for your parents or your partner or your 
whatever. It's like what feels good for you. You know, I think that's really important. And we'll end with this. You know why I put so much time into the into and and like into my intuitiveness and even looking at at emotions as a guy is because there's there's I had this high level of internal frustration where every time I would like come downstairs or come home, like I saw you living your best life, being super excited every day because you just like followed who you were. Mm -hmm. And like, as someone who didn't, didn't follow who I was, I like, at first I frustrated me. I was like, why the hell is she so unreasonably happy? And I'm like, I should also be happy. But it's like, I wasn't listening to that level of intuition. So the first thing I was like, well, I need to start doing that. I need mm-hmm. to start doing that because look at what's possible. And I yeah. saw that through you. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to try it. And I didn't know anything. And, you know, I felt weird. Like everyone who starts this, like, listen to my intuition. Right. Yeah. You know, I'm like, all right, I guess I'm call it a gut feeling, call it whatever. Right. You use it more and more frequently. And then it just becomes a part of your life. You know, yeah. so. And then you can't unhear it or you can't not listen to it because it becomes so much stronger like now it's like you ask me a question and I'm it's like a a yes or no and you become so much more confident and comfortable with saying no with things that don't serve you like there are opportunities that people ask us or you know certain Mm -hmm. things that people ask us to do and we're like no sorry it's a full body no or like yes it's a full body yes even you know with like catches people off guard too yeah, but it, it's like it, it that's it feels so good because you're not just like, oh, I hope I made the right decision. It's like, no, I feel that like, I'm sorry, this is not an alignment or like, yes, like this feels really good. Um, so follow your intuition, trust your intuition. And hopefully this episode inspired you to find that balance between logic and intuition. But if you don't know what your intuition is or you've never felt it before, like I promise it's there. Um, so Logical side. Oh my gosh. So creepy. (laughs) Come to the logical side with me. Yeah, but now you're more in like you're also more intuitive. So it's inevitably we're all gonna be intuitive (laughs) beings. We are intuitive beings. We just don't listen to our intuition. That is very true. Right. But thank you guys so much for being here. As always, if there's any requests in terms of what you want to see next on getting real with the costas, shoot Andrew a message or myself. Mm -hmm. We are open to all things. There's no topics really off limits. And we're always looking for more ideas because this podcast is for you guys. So anyways, thank you guys for listening and we'll Mm -hmm. see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye.